That's what this scripture says. Now again, when symptoms are in your body, that doesn't look true. When symptoms are attacking your body, that doesn't seem to be true. So am I going to believe what I feel? Or am I going to believe what he said? You know, on the day that I, 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 I stood up, the man, the preacher, walked over to me and he said, Girl, do you want help? I was, I was nodding, which is a term for I was under a drug-induced sleep because of the drugs that I was on, but they brought me to church. And he walked over, I am, I am under the influence of drugs to the point that I slept through church. Right? And he comes over and he wakes me up at this service. He wakes me up and says, do you want help? And I did. I stood up, I said, yes. And he prayed for me and the power of God came on me. I didn't know anything about the power of God. I woke up on the floor and thought the man knocked me down. And I was about to be angry. I was about to come up fighting, you know, because I was one of those brawling women. And so I was about to say, oh, no, you did not just knock me down on the floor. But before I could get very angry, I realized I was sober. Woo! Thank you, Jesus. First time in years, probably a good eight years that I had been in my right mind. When I said yes and opened my heart to, to pray the prayer, I didn't feel it. I couldn't see it. There was nothing in my life. I was driving a stolen car. I did not steal that car. But it was so stolen I couldn't tag it. I, all of the evidences were hopeless, no hope for you, you're in trouble, but I believed that God would help me. Amen. And that believing, that was it. That was what it took. I believed Him and He changed everything. Amen? When we're in this position, this is what we have to recognize. The symptoms are not my evidence. The symptoms in the body are not evidence of truth. They may be evidence of an attack. They may be evidence that the curse is operating and trying to operate against me. But truth is, I believe the report of the Lord. And I have to bring that up spiritually in my heart through a believing, through a confidence. And I have to raise it up like a shield of faith to push back the symptom. To, to tell that symptom, get, get off my body. Get out of my body. It's not going to happen. It's not a drive-through where they hand it through the window. It's not, it's not a microwave where you press a button and pull out a finished product. This is a process of believing and receiving. And there are some things that happen instantly. And there are some things that take a stand of faith. How many of you ever heard of, of Dodie Osteen? And you know she was healed of cancer. They said, you have three weeks to live. 
They told her, you, they, there's nothing we can do for you. This cancer is so far in, in a stage. There's nothing we can do for you. You have three weeks to live. She's still alive today. That was, that was what, 30 years ago, 20 years ago? Look at Brother Brian. He would know. Early 1980s. I love the details that man carries in his mind. <laughs> Praise God. Early 1980s and she's still alive today. But in, in one uh, conversation, she mentioned to someone an imp- uh, something that she doesn't share publicly a lot. She said it took about three years for all of the symptoms to finally leave. And she said, I don't share that a lot publicly because I don't want to hurt people's faith. That helps my faith. That helps me. Because she's still alive. And three years compared to the years that she's outlived what that tried to do to her body. Although it took some time, she stayed steadfast in her resisting. And I heard her recently say that she still feeds on those same scriptures that she would get up every day. She said in this uh, uh, interview I heard her saying, she said, if I have to fly out to go somewhere, I will still get up an hour earlier to take time. And she said, it's not a, a religious uh, bondage to me. She said, these scriptures are life to me. Yeah. She still feeds on that same hour's worth of scriptures of healing to this day. Amen. Praise God. But the fact that she stood and resisted, no matter how long it takes, let's just take the, the, the time off. Take the time off. And it doesn't matter how long. Because sometimes it's that, that time pressure that people, I want it over, I want it done, I want it done, I want it now, I want it now. And that impatience works against their faith. Faith and patience inherit promises. Not faith alone. Faith and patience are necessary to inherit the promises. So when we see this in the Word, this becomes the report of the Lord to us. By His stripes, we were healed. If I was healed, then that is still valid. I am today because of what happened to me already. I'm not trying to get, I'm not waiting on God to do it. By His stripes I was. And so I receive of that because I believe that report. So 2 Corinthians chapter 8. The same same redemption payment, the same redemption process, 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 9 says, You know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though He was rich, yet for your sake He became poor, that you, through His poverty, might be rich. Hallelujah. I believe that report too. This is the report of the Lord. Jesus already did this. He already carried the curse of poverty and lack, so that you never have to be subject to need, lack, or not enough. He already paid for this. It says, through His 
poverty, rich is what we have become. We are rich because he was made poor. We are righteous because he was made sin. We are blessed because he was cursed. We are healed because he was wounded for our transgressions. By those stripes, we're healed. By that taking of poverty, we're rich. What if you don't feel rich? What if you've got needs? What if you've got bills to pay? What if you've got too much money? No, no, we don't. We don't, we don't agree with that. That is not my, I don't agree with what I see. I don't agree with how it feels. I don't agree. Now listen, where finances are concerned, there is a wisdom walk that goes with it. Because if we spend more than we make, we are automatically going to put ourselves at a disadvantage because we're not, that's not wisdom. That's not wisdom. The, the wisdom book in Proverbs says that a wise man, there is treasure and oil to be desired in the house of the wise, but the foolish, they spend it all. So if I spend it all, who am I being? The foolish. If I spend all the money that's coming into my life, then I'm, I'm at a disadvantage for the word to work. So then there comes a wisdom for me while I'm working my seed time and harvest. I need to also be disciplining myself with a budget. And I need to be over here in the wise who are not spending everything. It doesn't matter how much money you make if you spend it all. Do you see the wisdom that comes along? So we, we allow God's Word to shine that light, but at the same time, we, we take this Scripture and we recognize this is the report of the Lord. This, I need to agree with that. I need to agree with that. Not when I see it. Not when I feel it. Not, not when I see it in manifestation. Oh, yeah, I'm rich now. I'm rich. No, I'm rich before I see it because he said it. I'm not rich because I see it working for me yet. I'm rich because Jesus became poor. Now, the first thing I need to do is put myself in agreement with that scripture. So I can't say, you remember me telling you about the family member who would come to me after church and say, we're going out to eat, but they had, you know, uh, one child and, and we had a house full of kids. Yeah. And so for them to go out to eat and for us to go out to eat was two different, two different, two different paychecks, yeah. you know, two different, two different bills at the end of the meal, right? And so I, I, I kept saying, we don't have enough money to go out to eat. And I would hear myself saying it. We don't have enough money to go out to eat. We don't, and you know what? As long as I was saying it, we didn't have enough money to go out to eat. And the, I said, Lord, how do I fix this? How do I quit saying that? Because I don't have the money to go out to eat. I can't, I can't just say, well, by faith, I'm going to take fuel money because then somebody's not going to get to work, you know? So I, the Lord said, put your dinner in the crock pot and tell her, I've already got dinner on the stove. Amen. Thank you, Lord. So I wasn't lying, but I was bringing my, line, my mouth in line and, and I, was, I was preparing in advance so that if they said, hey, do you want to go out to eat? 
I've already got dinner on the stove. Yeah. I'm, I made uh, a meatloaf last night and put it in the oven. I've got uh, roast in, in the crock pot. I've, got the, I've already made that plan so I had a response because I was believing God for increase and I had to bring my mouth in line with what I was believing. If I'm believing God for increase, I can't say I don't have it. Because if I'm rich, I have it. So I'm going to start saying, I have it. And I didn't go around telling everybody else, but I would say it and I would get my mouth in line with it until it came into manifestation. I'm believing it. So the report is that through his poverty, I've been made rich. I don't wait till I feel rich to say I'm rich. I don't wait till, till my bank account tells me I'm rich. I tell my bank account, you listen to me, I'm talking to you. You are fully funded. Amen? Let's look at another one. Ephesians 1, verse 3. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. This is the report of the Lord. Who has believed this report? If He has blessed you with all spiritual blessings, is there any more blessing you need? Or has He already blessed you with all spiritual blessings? Already blessed with all... Now listen, if I've got a spiritual blessing, that's how I get a natural blessing. I don't get the natural blessing first and move it over into the... No, every spiritual blessing can come into manifestation in the natural. The spiritual blessing is the, the, the root of the blessing. It is the, uh, the origin of the blessing. So if I have the spiritual blessing, I can use my faith and bring it into manifestation to affect the natural area of my life. According to this scripture, we have been blessed with all spiritual blessing. We've got to agree with that. We've got, you know, uh, there was a, a time back that the Jabez prayer, anybody remember the Jabez prayer? That, that, that was a big thing in the body of Christ, the Jabez prayer. And this scripture kept coming to me every time that everybody would say, y'all, pray this prayer, pray this Jabez prayer. And Jabez was a man under the Old Testament, and it was just a little tiny reference to him. And, and in this prayer, he said, uh, Lord, bless me, enlarge my territory. And, and the emphasis of the teaching was, you know, to come with this, this request for the blessing. What's faith? I want, I'm going to, let me, let me give you two to choose from. Here's, here's your multiple choice. And you choose which one is a greater expression of faith. Oh Lord, oh bless me indeed. Oh Lord, that you would bless me. Lord, I desire, I ask you to bless me. Or, Father, I thank you that I am already blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. I thank you for it, Father, and I release my faith for that manifestation of the blessing to take place in this area of my life. The A, 
or B? Why? The agreement. This one over here in A is not in agreement with what the report already is. That would be like me coming up to my husband and saying, please marry me. Would you marry me? I want to be Mrs. Philip Steele. I want to be your wife. You are? <laughs> Already? I can't. I mean, we can go through the, the, the re-affirmation you know, of the vows, but that's not going to change anything. That's gonna, not going to... We, if we go through the whole vows again, that's not going to make you more married to me. You're as married as you're going to get to me. Right? I, I, he can't make me more married than I am. If you're blessed with all spiritual blessings, how can you get more blessed if you're blessed with all spiritual blessings? Do you see the agreement? The agreement? You're blessed with all spiritual blessings now. The Bible says, here's one in John chapter 1. It says, of His fullness we have all received. Of His fullness we have all received. Can you get any more fullness? Is there anything else you need if you have of Jesus Christ received all the fullness? Everything Jesus has, we have received. You, we got to agree with that. It's not automatic. It's not just going to happen because it's written. It's going to happen because we believe what's written. When we have faith in it, to whom? Who shall believe our report? And to whom shall the arm of the Lord be revealed? The arm of the Lord is revealed to the person in line with what they believe. That's why the person who says they don't preach healing at my church, they don't believe in healing and nobody's getting healed. That's why. So how do you get it? I said this when we started our In Christ series. And you know, I'm on volume two now. When we started our In Christ series, and if you, haven't, if you were not here when I preached the In Christ series, it is available in CD free of charge in our word supply. Our being in Christ was the first one. Our healing in Christ, our righteousness, the book Righteous and Redeemed and Righteous by Nature came from that teaching, right? The, the, the thing that the Holy Spirit kept saying to us throughout that whole season, and, and it's not over, but throughout that, he said, there are legal side, there's a legal side of redemption and a vital side of redemption. And the legal side is everything that belongs to you according to the New Testament. It is yours now. The vital side means everything that, of that that's in manifestation in your life. And too many believers are living underneath what's legally theirs in their manifestation. Their vital side is not equal. The way you get it, this is what the Holy Spirit said to us during that season, the way you get in manifestation equal to what is yours legally is by the preaching of the Word. The proclaiming of it brings faith to you so you can walk in it. If I don't tell you about the blessing and the prosperity of God, how are you ever going to believe for it? If it's not preached to you, how shall they believe except they hear it preached? And so that's why we need, we need, to, we need more than one service a week. 
That's why we still have Sunday night, and y'all are here feeding on Sunday night. Why? Because there's things that I was able to say tonight, things the Holy Spirit was able to say tonight. He didn't have time to say it all in the morning. Amen? So the way that we come up to all that is legally ours, having all that is legally ours in manifestation in our life, is to have it proclaimed to us. And that's why if you will begin to pray that God would give your pastors boldness, that, ooh, the more you pray it, the more you get it. Listen, if you're not praying it, it's not coming to you. If you start praying, Lord, give my pastors boldness, get open to my pastor's doors of utterance. You'll come in and, and you'll get answers just Boom, shot right into your heart. You're like, wow, I got what I needed in church tonight. I'm glad I came. Amen? Amen. Praise God. We're going we're gonna to un, unplug right here with Second uh, Peter chapter 1 and verse 3. And then uh, when, when I have the next opportunity, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about being in agreement with God. Second Peter chapter 1, because I already have five different uh, lessons on this that I knew I couldn't cover everything and I didn't want to just barely touch the surface of it. I want to take the time to dig into it. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 3. According as His... Oh, I should read verse 2. <laughs> Grace and peace be multiplied unto you. How? Through the knowledge of God. We talked about that already. This is the scripture that came to me when I was referring to that. Grace and peace are multiplied to you through knowledge. If you don't have knowledge, then it's going to limit the grace and the peace that can be manifest in your life. Verse 3, according as His divine power has given... Past tense, has given, God has given unto us all things that pertain unto life. This will change the way we pray when we really start conditioning our hearts with all spiritual blessings have already been given to me and all things that pertain unto life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I have it now. So that when I go to pray, I'm accessing what I have. I'm not begging for something. I'm not saying marry me when I'm already married. Bless me when I'm already blessed with all, all, all spiritual blessings. Lord, give me something when he says, I have given. Where is it? He has given through the knowledge. If I know he's already given me that. And, and that's why, and, and I think people miss what he's saying, but, but Brother Jesse Duplantis would say, uh, stop just praying for your needs. God said he'll supply your needs, but he, he says, ask me for what you want. What is he saying? Believe God has already given you all things that pertain into your life and start coming and accessing what belongs to you in Christ. Father, I thank you that you have given me. So I'm placing a demand. Father, this vehicle that needs new tires, new tires are in my account according to 2 Peter chapter 1. You have given me all things that pertain unto life and good tires pertain unto life. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, pastor's already calling his next vehicle. I've, I've been calling mine for a while. We, we got in our heart what we wanted, and every time we see one, we say, thank you, Lord, for mine, and then we call what it is. Amen. I'm, I've, I've got an Audi coming to me. Amen? Amen? And I, I'll see that Audi, and I'll call, and I, Father, I thank you, and I want the one that has that nice sunroof similar to the one I have now. I mean, yeah, I'm calling for it. It, it, it pertains unto my life, and I'm building my faith, releasing my faith, storing it up, yeah. speaking it out, not asking God to give it to me, but thanking Him. Yeah, thanking Him. Amen. Amen. Father, I thank You. Why? Because all things that pertain unto life and godliness, He has given. Yeah. He has given. So how do you, if, if you've been given something, what's the right thing to do? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. I believe that. Thank you, Lord. Do I have to wait until I see it? If, if God, if, let's say, for instance, a family member called me and said, I'm sending you this, would I, would I withhold my thanks to them until I get it in my hand? Or the moment that they say, I put this in the mail to you, would I just say, thank you? Thank you right now. I haven't even seen it yet, haven't touched it yet, haven't driven it yet, haven't experienced yet, but I have it. Because all things that pertain unto life have been given to me. There is a receiving, but not necessarily trying to get it. Receiving and trying to get it are two different things. Receiving, when, when, um, when you're trying to get something from somebody... You're waiting for them to release it to you. You're trying to get them to give it to you, right? The word receive means to take with the hand. And we know that this is the hand of the, the spirit, the tongue, the power of the tongue. Death and life are in the hand of the tongue, the power. The word power in the Hebrew is the word hand. And pastor said custody. I like that too. Custody is right here. If I've got it, if I say it, whose custody is it in? Father, I thank you I have. Now who just took custody of it? My mouth reached out the hand of my spirit and said, thank you, Father. So I'm not trying to get him to give it to me. I'm receiving what he has already given that's the difference. If people look at faith and they get, and, and you'll hear some critics of faith and they'll say, oh, you're just trying to get God to give you. God's already given it. I'm not trying to get him to do anything for me. He's already done more than I could ever ask. I'm just receiving it. I'm just receiving what he's already done. He's already made me rich. He's already given me all things that pertain unto life. He's already blessed me with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. He's already given me the fullness. I'm an heir now. I'm not waiting to die to become an heir. Jesus died to make me an heir. I'm an heir now. And I can receive my inheritance now because Jesus already died. And he rose from the dead. So he's not still dead, but the, the death necessary to give my inheritance legal entrance into my life has already taken place. I am already in there. And God doesn't want me to wait until I get to heaven to receive my inheritance. 
He wants me to receive my inheritance now. There is so much inheritance, it's going to take me eternity. I will never come to an end of the inheritance I have. I will never be able to waste it like the prodigal son wasted his and say, I have just ruined my inheritance because it's eternal. Our agreement is coming into unity with it and receiving it. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Well, we just got started, but we're going to take a break here and we'll, we'll be together again. And we'll be able just to get back on this road of revelation and go a little bit further and see more and have more light. Amen? So, so you know that when you come on Sunday night, the reward of the Word is waiting on you. Would you just stand up and give God glory with me tonight? Thank you, Father. Thank you for your Word. Just, just worship Him for the Word for just a moment. Because you want to soak it in. You just want to just receive it tonight with your worship. Just receive it. Father, I thank you for what you've revealed to us. Lord, you've moved us into more. Through this, through this light, Father, you've moved us into a greater position of faith, a, a position of receiving. And we thank you for it, Lord. We thank you for it, Lord. Oh, Lord, I worship you for your word. I just, I just lift up my thanksgiving for what, what light has been shown upon our path tonight. And Lord, the plan that you have for us, thank you for that plan. We receive it, Lord. Thank you for the hundredfold return. Oh, I'm so thankful that it works in my life. It is working in my life at a maximum efficiency. The hundredfold return is working for me. Thank you, Lord, that I will never die. To be absent from my body, I will be present with the Lord and I will never taste death. I thank you for it, Lord. Lord, I thank you for the things you've revealed to us today. And Lord, we, we honor you. And we praise your name. Hallelujah. He's so good. He's so good.